Hi, this is Lauren Castellaro from Pinch of Parsley, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ, and I am your host, Megan Porta. You are listening to episode number 280. Today, Lauren is going to talk to us about taking the leap from being in the corporate world to the entrepreneurial world and how to prepare yourself and set yourself up for success with a similar venture. Lauren has an MBA focused in healthcare, and she started her vegan food blog, Pinch of Parsley, and food photography journey in March 2021 as a side hobby. Lauren made the leap to pursue this as her full-time job in September 2021. She knew she wanted to eventually make that switch, but she wasn't yet ready mentally or financially. She had to quit her hospital job with short notice and move back in with her parents. Since then, Lauren has mastered mindset, money management, pitching and landing clients, and learning the ins and outs of what it means to run a business. Wow, Lauren, you've done this in such a short amount of time. I guess I didn't realize that, but that's so great to learn all of that about you. And before we start talking about this topic, uh, why don't you share a fun fact with us? Hi, so thank you for having me. And my fun fact is that I have a bucket list goal of visiting every state in the United States. Um, I've only hit 14 out of 50. So I definitely have a long way to go. That's an awesome goal. And what is your most coveted state? Which one do you want to visit the most? Would you say? I'm I'm not sure. I'm looking I really want to go to Savannah, Georgia. So that's kind of I guess you could say like Georgia is next on my list. And I'm going to Salt Lake City in May. So that will be Utah for the first time. So that's exciting. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Love it. There's so many cool things to see in the United States and we forget that. We're like, we want, you know, travel to Europe or travel around the world, but there's so much right in front of us, I feel like, that we miss out on just by looking too far ahead. So absolutely love that goal. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to learn more about your journey. Um, so you took the leap from being in the corporate world into going into that brave area known as the entrepreneurial space. So can you just talk us through that? Like, how did you make the decision to take the leap and how did it go? Just a little bit about all of that. Well, I think like everyone, I, not everyone, I'm sorry, but I think like a lot of others, I started my Instagram and kind of this journey during quarantine of COVID just as something to do. Um, I'm vegan and I felt like everyone around me just didn't get it or would say things like, I don't even know what I would eat if I went vegan. So I started my food Instagram just to post daily meals. And then I slowly started becoming obsessed with creating recipes and the photography portion. Um, And my parents are actually both photographers. So I think it kind of just runs in my blood. But um, as I started following more people, I realized that you could actually earn a living off of doing 
fun things that you love, like food photography and blogging. So in January, I started taking the photography courses. And then in March, um, like you mentioned, was when I started my blog. And I would say somewhere in May or June of 2021, I made like this mental plan that I wanted to start making money from this and eventually quit my hospital job by the end of 2022. Um, but I ended up quitting my hospital job in August and I had not made a single penny from <laughs> food photography or anything. Um, and that was actually just due to an ended relationship. So I had to quit my job. I moved home and I kind of just took that as the ultimate push for me to go full-time with food photography. Um, I just thought of it as like a now or never type of thing. And if for some reason it didn't work out in six months, I was like, all right, I'll start applying to, you know, regular desk jobs or back to the hospital and stuff, but it's been going good. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it and where we are. So I'm definitely going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I absolutely love hearing people's unique stories about that, like how they quit, why they decided, um, you know, like what kind of time frame they gave. Because I think everyone has that timeline. Like if things aren't going well in six months or a year or something, then, you know, you have to go to plan B. Um, but I have a similar story where I kind of launched into full-time blogging out of necessity because I was fired from my job and it was like heart-wrenching. It was so humiliating. Um, but looking back, I'm like, thank God that happened because it really right. forced me to do it. And I don't know how long it would have taken me to be brave enough to do it myself. So I am like so grateful. So do you feel that same way about the events that unfolded? I know they they're not exactly ideal events but maybe you have a perspective like um, I do well I just feel, I feel the same way of like I in my head I was like oh December like the end of December is when I'll quit but I don't know if I really would have done it you know because um I was just so comfortable I'm like oh everything's fine if I'm not making any money off of this because I have this hospital job so I wasn't really putting in as much as I am now. So even come December, I don't know that I would have been ready then either, you know? I know it's like when people say like, oh, I don't want to have kids because I'm not ready. And it, the answer is always like, well, you're never going to be ready to have kids. So you, if you want to do it, you need to do it. It's the same thing. Um, we had like, I had great health insurance. I mean, like amazing, better than anything I've ever heard of anywhere. Um, and we have a son who has a lot of medical needs. So that alone, I feel like I probably wouldn't have left there willingly for a really long time. So sometimes those unfortunate things swoop into your life and you just need to embrace them and accept them as a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So love your story. Now, if anyone else who may be listening to this episode is in the same boat that you were, like maybe in a corporate job, a full-time job that they're not loving and they eventually want to get out of it someday you have some tips for those people so let's talk through those so what would be like your number one tip for people in that situation okay so my very first one um would just be to invest in yourself as much as possible while you still have that full-time regular salary coming in um, so for me, I invested in all of my camera gear, my props, educational courses, coaching calls, books, everything, um, before I quit. 
while I had that secure paycheck coming in. Um, because sometimes working for yourself can be scary and a paycheck may not necessarily be guaranteed every month. Sometimes clients pay late and you're just not getting in money when you're expecting to. So you just want to make sure that you have all those tools you need before making that switch. That's a really smart thing to recommend. Um, because, I mean, investments are important anyway. But while you have a stream of income coming in, set some money aside to invest. So do you have a specific investment recommendations? You, re- you invested in equipment and camera equipment, and you mentioned some resources. What do you recommend people look for first for investments? Okay, so for me, I had started just taking photos on my phone. So my first big investment, of course, was my camera. I was like, I don't know that I could have a successful food photography career with just an iPhone 8 at the time. (laughs) So I invested in my mirrorless camera and like a new lens. So those were the first two. And then other courses I bought some Joni Simon courses, um, Two Love Studios courses for composition, lighting, um, and pitching, not uh, and pricing. Yeah. So just a lot of things like that. Obviously, photography is really big for food bloggers. So if you don't have your photography honed in, I think that is so wise to start there with your camera and like learning and growing as a photographer first and foremost. But if you've got that down, maybe there's another thing that you want to focus on. Like maybe you don't know anything about keyword research. So an investment there might be wise, like taking a course about SEO. So, I mean, <laughs> you could spend so much money in this world, right? Like the amount of courses and help and audits and everything available out there is insane but you've kind of got to focus like you did and just figure out that maybe one place to start with and move from there. Yeah, for sure. I definitely invested in a lot of courses. And I do want to mention, even when I say invest in yourself, it doesn't always have to be something of a monetary value. For example, um, Joni Simon, like I mentioned, she has a ton of free resources just on her YouTube. So just even investing time into your education, whether it's free or paid, whatever it is, there are resources out there either way. It doesn't always need to be spending a ton of money. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I'm glad you said that. Uh, What would be another tip for people? Um, For me, this should actually probably have been number one. This is the most important to me is your mindset. It is so, so important. If you don't believe that you can do this, then you probably won't. And I know that's I don't know. I feel like that's harsh to say, but you just have to trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be and that endless opportunities are coming to you. And then I just feel like you're in the right place to do and accomplish whatever you want to. Um, So what helped me to be in a good abundant mindset is just having a morning routine, a work schedule in place, setting boundaries. So just trying my best to keep working from nine to five Sometimes I don't, so I can't pretend like I do that. But um, reading self-help books or just any any book, really. Um, going to therapy is a big thing for me. I go every week, um, daily journaling and affirmations, and then just some form of movement every day, even if it's just 
a walk. Those are so great, Lauren. I feel like you and I would get along really, really well because that is all like so aligns with <laughs> everything I believe. And as you were talking, I, w- um, I thought of this podcast episode I just listened to from my, so he's my business mindset coach, Cliff Ravenscraft, and I put it on Instagram. <clears throat> if you haven't listened to this episode, it's so good. Go to the Cliff Ravenscraft show and he talks about like how to achieve any goal basically. And it's just like pure gold the entire episode. But there's one part of it that you just triggered for me. And that is like when you want to decide something and you said like you have to believe it, right? And he talks about like you just need to decide. And the word decide means that you exclude every other option out there. So if you decide you are going to do this, then there is no other option for you. You are doing it. So you just have to do it and believe it and make that commitment. So just wanted to bring that up. But yeah, that's so important to have your mind in the right place. And all of those things you mentioned are such good ways to support that. So oh, love that one. Um, anything more about that? Or are you ready for your next tip? Oh, we can, I just want to say I'll definitely listen to that podcast because yeah. I've actually never heard of him. Oh, it's so good. It It is life changing. And I listen to him all the time. So I was like, oh, I'm listening to an episode. But everyone I see, I was telling my husband, like, you have to listen to this. I was telling all my friends, like, it's just so good. And while you give your next tip, I will look up the exact episode number just so people have it. But all right, go ahead. Tell us what tip number three is. Okay, so tip number three is to pitch your services. Um, I actually didn't pitch anyone until after I had quit my job at the hospital. And this was just the biggest mistake. I genuinely thought that brands would find me and reach out to me. But doing that, I earned zero dollars. Nobody ever did that (laughs) Um, unless it was for product exchange, which was also just a no for me. So when it did come time to pitch, I had no idea what to say. I was sending the worst pitches. Nobody would get back to me. But had I just been doing it the whole time, I feel like I would have probably crafted a better pitch with trial and error. But yeah, it's like people aren't just going to flood into your life magically. I mean, sometimes they do, right? Like sometimes things do fall into your lap and it's like, whoa, that was so cool. But most of the time you have to put yourself out there and food bloggers need that reminder because it's not always going to come easily. So thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that reminder. Like we have to, we have to um, represent ourselves and let people know what awesome services we provide, right? Yes, definitely. And it doesn't even always have to be a bit of like a a brand or like a a food brand. It could be fellow creators. Maybe you want to help them with their photography, taking something off of their plate. Um, I've recently been doing web story development for other creators, just something that helps one another and you're still, you know, you're getting paid. It's another revenue stream you can add. And yeah, people have to know that you're here. Otherwise, it's hard. You're not going to be found. You don't have an agent when you become a right. food blogger. You have to represent you. So that's part of the deal. Like if you represent yourself, which you do, you've got to pitch yourself, whatever that means. So that's another excellent one. So I found the episode Cliff Ravenscraft Show, episode number 672. 
everyone listening to this episode now needs to go. Everyone in the world should listen. It's so good. You will be so inspired afterward and you'll be ready to crush your goals. Food bloggers, let's take a really quick break. I'd love to tell you about just a few things going on at Eat Blog Talk that might benefit you and your business. First of all, if you would take the time to go to your favorite podcast player to subscribe or follow, rate and review eBlog Talk, I would be so grateful and it adds so much value to this podcast. Also, go to the free discussion forum at forum.eatblogtalk.com to get in on the conversations going on over there with other food bloggers, like-minded peers. You can ask questions, answer questions, and just contribute to great discussions. And lastly, if you would like to get in on the next mastermind group that will be put together in spring of 2022, be sure to get on the wait list now. Go to eatblogtalk.com and follow the buttons for mastermind and we'll be in touch as spring draws closer. Now back to the episode. All right, move on to tip four. What's your next tip for us, Lauren? Okay, so tip four is money management. Um, in my case, I didn't know I was making the switch when I did. So I hadn't set myself up um, how I would have liked to at that time. But if you know when you'd like to maybe quit your job. So like I had said, I had planned for December, say you have something set up like that. I would start scaling back on your spending and start saving as much as you can, even if it's just setting aside 25 to $50 a week, that will all add up and be super helpful when it comes to paying bills or getting groceries. Or like I said, if you're waiting for a check from a client to come in, you'll have that extra savings to tap into if you need to. Oh, that's a great recommendation too. I didn't manage my money well for a really long time. (laughs) I wish I could go back. That is one of the things I wish I could do differently is just tell myself you need to start managing your money right away like before you become a full-time blogger like you're saying Mm -hmm. because you get into it and you want to invest in all of these things and you put all the money out and it's like you feel like you're hemorrhaging money and you're not keeping an eye on what's coming in and what's going out Mm -hmm. I think this is an extremely important thing that gets pushed to the side do you have like a, a system or like a tool or something that you use to manage? Do you just use like a sheet, a Google sheet, or what do you use for that? So to track everything, I do have just like a giant spreadsheet who I actually got from um, the Fit Peach. She has um, just a giant, it's kind of like a honey book thing, I guess you could say, but it's just a giant tool to track your expenses, your income, everything like that. It's amazing. And I got that because I think it was only $30 at the time. And I was like, I really don't have a need to invest in HoneyBook or QuickBooks or anything like that right now. So that's what I've started with. And that's what I still use. It's just super easy for me. But um, on the other side, I've finally just set up when money comes in half of it, or at least 30% goes into my savings. (laughs) Just I can have that if in case anything happens to me and I need to use it for taxes when they come, things like that. So wise. I mean, seriously, that is like one of the smartest things you can do. There's, um, trying to think of it. I don't have it in front of me. Dang it. There's a book that I read last summer that completely changed the way that I save money. I think it's called something like Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, but it's 
basically the concept mm-hmm. like you take right off the top when you get paid, you take a certain percentage yeah. and you put it aside into different accounts for certain things. And I started doing that immediately in July or June. And my husband and I have more money saved than we've ever had ever because it's like you don't even see the money you know like you take it away immediately and put it in like we have a tax hold and then we have like um, vacation money and we have specific things like you know new cars we want new cars and like specific little pockets of accounts in our within our like overall bank account and then whatever's left, that is what we use to pay contractors and supplies and tools and investments and all of that. So it has completely transformed my life. Like I love looking at my bank account now because I'm like, oh my gosh, we have so much saved. I've never done that before. It's amazing what a little intentionality can do, right? right? Yeah, I love that. And I agree with you completely. If you just take it right away, you don't even see it. And it's just like what they do at a normal corporate job. You get a paycheck, but guess what? They already took out taxes, health insurance, um, whatever else. So if you just do that for yourself, it's, it's good. At least going to you and not (laughs) for now anyway, not all these other fees. Right. Exactly. So again, goes back to like, you have to be your own agent. You also have to be your own boss and money manager. So you've kind of got to like give yourself a stern talking to and do those things that are hard. You don't want to do, but someone has to do it, which is you. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a lot of different hats that we have to wear. Yes, that is for sure. Okay. What is tip number five? So number five is to diversify your income. I feel like this is very important regardless if you are just starting out or if you're very well established. Um, I know we all kind of have a favorite thing of our business. Say photography is your favorite and you just want to do that one thing and just make money solely off of that. But sometimes landing a freelance gig with a brand or something like that could take months. So while you're waiting for that one revenue stream to see some action, you should be diversifying your income with a few other streams like creating a digital product. Um, Like I mentioned before, reaching out to fellow creators, see if you could um, provide any of your services to them, such as recipe development, copywriting, photography, anything like that. Um, You could reach out to local restaurants, do social media management for either those restaurants or other creators. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways. There's more than that. I just, that's all I could think of now. There's so many different ways that we can diversify and bring money in. There really is. And we get, we get kind of um, short-sighted with the ads. And I'm not saying like that that's bad because I've done it. We all do it. We're like, I want to get into the ad network And we get so laser focused that we don't see that there's so many other opportunities to make money because there there are endless opportunities, especially if you just sit down and think a little bit creatively. But yeah, I love this. So how much do you recommend diversifying? Because I think I've gotten into the trap where I've tried too much. Like I've at one point I was getting like nine income streams and then I was like, wait a second, that's actually not good because I can't really focus well on the individual pieces. So what are your thoughts on that? Right. I was thinking about that the other day because I'm like, I don't want to stretch myself too thin or I'm not focusing on, 
you know, big things that I do want to achieve. Like for me, Mediavine is a big goal that I would like to reach this year with the blog. So I would like to do that and create that as a revenue stream. Um, I am doing some freelance, some sponsored posts. And then like I mentioned, some work for other people. So right now, I think I currently have three or four and I feel okay with that. And then hopefully I can reach Mediavine and add a fifth. And since Mediavine is nice passive income, that would be great. But I agree with what you're saying. Once you feel like maybe you're doing too much or things are starting to suffer, I would review them, see what you're not so passionate about, or maybe just isn't bringing in as much as you would think and see if you could reevaluate if it's necessary to still be doing. And stick also to the things that you really enjoy. I mean, it doesn't always, it's not always going to be fun or easy, but there was a period where I was doing cooking classes just because I felt like I should, or I, I don't know. I don't know why I was doing them because they were, I did not enjoy them. They were stressful. I almost burned my kitchen down. <laughs> I My oven started on fire on a live cooking class. I was so mortified. My smoke alarm went off. I'm like, why am I doing this? This is so not fun for me. <laughs> After that little live session, I just had to sit down with myself and say, you do not need to do this. Like, If this is not lighting you up, you don't need to continue. So I think we should all do that self-evaluation once in a while and just make sure we're doing it because we want to be doing it. Um, okay, you have another tip. So why don't you talk about tip number six? Yes, I think this is my last one. And it's one of my favorites. It's making connections. I am a strong believer in community over competition in this creative space. I would definitely not be where I am without the people in this community. Everyone that I've ever talked to and just come across in general has been so kind and generous with their knowledge and their feedback and any advice that they have. So for me, the best thing you could possibly do is just make those genuine connections, ask people questions. If you have a question about something you see them doing um, and just listen to their real life experiences, it'll make you gain fun internet friends <laughs> and It'll also better your business. Oh, I could not agree with that anymore. And you're so good at that on Instagram. You're you're really good at just making those connections there. Is that where you recommend people start if they're like, I don't know how to make connections? I hear that a lot. Like, well, where do I do that? Where do I go? What would you say to that? For me, I definitely have found the most connections through Instagram. Um, people that I have followed for one reason or another, it's I love their work or maybe their story like popped up on the discover feed and I love their personality or a combination of multiple things, whatever it is, but I'm super outgoing. So I will just respond to their um, stories or just be engaging with their content and then reach out to them via DM and just try to make a connection. Yeah. I have a lot of, lot of close friends that I've, gained through Instagram and just sparking a conversation of something that I see we have in common or something I'm interested in of that they're doing. It's incredibly easy to do that, to establish a yes. connection through a platform like Instagram, isn't it? It's it's kind of crazy. Like uh, some of my best blogging friends, that's how I met them 
just by commenting on their posts or sending them a direct mm-hmm. message. And they turned into amazing pals. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's crazy. I'm like, I never thought I would be talking to this girl from Canada and we're so close and send each other <laughs> voice memos all the time. And, but yeah, it was just, oh, I, love oh, I liked your story one day, what you were doing something. And I thought it was so cool. So, or I do the same thing. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and there's nothing more personal than sending an audio message on Instagram, right? Like when you receive those audio messages, I'm always like, oh, Oh, this is so nice when people do that. And it it's actually easier oh, yeah. for me than type like typing it out with my fingers. Just like press record and send a really um personal message to somebody and that will make their day. I'm so glad you feel that way because I have definitely sent people that I've never even spoken to before voice messages and I'll always start it off and be like, I'm so sorry if you think <laughs> this is weird, but it's just the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't think that's weird. And if I don't know that anyone would think that was weird. Um, I know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that is a really nice personal touch. And you just there's something about hearing the human voice, too, that you're like, oh, that's what Lauren sounds like. I really like her even more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these are all great. Okay, so of the six tips that you mentioned, I think all of them are so important. You hit this so spot on. What do you think is the most important one? I'm going to have to go with mindset. I just found like for myself, especially when I first started pitching, I was like, these pitches suck. Nobody's going to answer me. And they did suck and nobody answered me. And (laughs) that's what happened. But when I sat down and really thought through my pitch, I did a few like um, coaching calls with people who kind of specialize in crafting pitches. And I was like, I'm going to get good at these. They're going to be great. People are going to answer me. And I perfected them and people have finally been answering me but yeah when I was going into it with this sucks no one's gonna answer that's exactly what happened and once I shifted that I did start getting feedback and responses it's such a little shift but it's such a hard shift (laughs) definitely it is it is very it is it's not easy because you get stuck in those habits I was just talking to my 14 year old son before this call because he's always like mom I'm not I can't do this I'm not smart enough I'm not I'm a jerk. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Start saying the opposite. Like you've got to rewrite that stuff that is just ingrained in your soul. He doesn't mean any of that, but it's just like a habit he got into. So sometimes you just have to be intentional about seeing what you're doing and then calling yourself out and rewriting those things that are not true and you don't want them to come true. So stop saying them, right? <laughs> so easy. Right. It's, it's so true and it's so hard to think about. And I didn't even think before I read, I think I read a book. Oh yes. It was Atomic Habits oh, by James Clear. I, re- I read this book and I was like, I never thought of my thoughts as a habit until I read that book. And I was like, Oh, so me like speaking negatively or being like, Oh, I can't do it. It's just a habit that I've created throughout the years that you just need to cut off and replace with a better habit. Oh, I love that. Awareness is the first thing you have to be aware of it. So his book kind of brought you into awareness and yeah, just like being super mindful of what you're saying, what you're thinking, and then making changes. Love that. Mindset is everything. I feel like mindset and people are everything. If we can get a handle on those two things, then your business is going to grow and soar and do all the good things you want it to do. Yeah, definitely. Amazing chat, Lauren. 
I am so just grateful for your time today. Thank you so much for joining me in this amazing conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so oh, fun. It's so good to connect with you in this way. I and know. Yeah, this is wonderful. So before we go, do you have either a favorite favorite quote or words of inspiration to share with food bloggers? Okay, so my favorite quote that I've been thinking of, especially this past week was, no one is you and that is your superpower. So I think it's just really easy for us to get imposter syndrome in this creative space or even get in your head that maybe food photography or blogging or blogging in your specific niche, like for me, vegan, is super saturated and it can cause you to question why me of all people, why would I be able to make it in this space? But you're just able to do that because nobody else is ever going to do it in the same way that you are, whether it's how you take a photo, edit a photo, how you write a recipe um, or a blog post. It's just, we're all so unique in how we're going to do things and we're just going to attract our own set of people who are drawn to that and will succeed as long as we are true to ourselves and doing things in the way that we do them. Oh, so well said. I can't wait to pull that quote out and put it on Instagram. That was amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. We will put together show notes for you, Lauren. So if anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash pinch of parsley. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online and on social media, Lauren? Okay, so on Instagram, which is mainly where I connect everyone and you can grab recipes if you're interested. And then there's obviously food photography going on. That is pinch of parsley with an underscore at the very end. And then my actual website is a pinch of parsley.com. So pinch parsley just with a before it. (laughs) And yeah, that's it. And then I think everything else is pinch of parsley underscore. So I was just browsing through your Instagram account. I love your photography. It is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Captivating almost. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again for being here, Lauren, and for everything that you've shared today. We really appreciate you. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.